Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. What about 18 nations, guys? We've got, gosh, I don't know how many houses of prayer now. We've got about 220-something prayer hubs, and we've got three churches, but we're headquartered in South Florida. That's where I am. If you're in South Florida, I want to meet you. Come on over to Awakening House of Prayer on Sunday, would you? 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m. are our service times. We have two different messages Two different worship teams. Come on, somebody say it. Two different encounters. You got it. It's all fresh and new. Holy Spirit moving through and through at Awakening House of Prayer. Hope to see you there on Sunday. If you can't come, if you're not in our region, well, when you come on vacation, I'm sure I'll see you. But until then, you can watch our services. First service, ahop.online, ahop.online. That's the website. Stream our service for the week. Become a web church member. And you tap into all my teaching archives. You have more access to me through the virtual life group most Tuesday nights and that personal prayer line for more Christian support. Web church members, you go over there at ahop.online, become a web church member. Awakening prayer hubs, come on, awakening prayer hubs leaders. Where are you? I've been seeing you on all day long, all morning. You've been shouting out awakening prayer hubs is a prayer movement, part of the awakening House of Prayer Global Movement, where we have equipped you, prayer warriors, to mobilize other prayer leaders in your city, even digitally. We have e-prayer hubs. What does that mean? Now, you can meet in your church. You can meet your house. You can meet in the marketplace. You can meet in the prison. But you can meet digitally through Zoom calls, WhatsApp. It's a new era. So it's new tools for a new prayer movement and a new era. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Go join that movement. Find a hub in your city. Join, launch a hub in your city. We're looking for a thousand prayer warriors to raise up as prayer leaders, and we are well underway. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Join the movement. Prophetic people, you know the drill. If you're part of Ignite Network, shout out. Prophesying people's socks off in Ignite Network. Amen. Doing prophetic exercises, interpreting dreams, standing together in warfare. It's my prophetic family, and you're invited. Ignitenow.org. That's the 
gateway, the door through which you can walk to be part of this growing, thriving, learning community of believers contending for a true, pure, prophetic flow. No Jezebels allowed. No Jezebels allowed. Amen. No Jezebels allowed. It's a safe community for you to learn and grow. Listen, we're going to dive in now to our devotion, Evenings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. And today's devotion is titled, listen, Trials Can Leave You with Wisdom. My, 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 my. Trials can leave you with wisdom. Now, you know this, but let's hear what the Lord says. I heard the Lord say, no one likes to go through the fire. No one likes to walk through the trials. I don't blame you. Jesus didn't like the shame of the cross and the pain he endured hanging on that tree. But know this, if you stay close to me and keep an open line of communication with me, the trial will leave you with wisdom that you couldn't have gotten any other way. You won't want to go through it again, but you will be glad you walked through that fire. It's hard to believe, isn't it? That's what the Lord is saying. You won't want to go through it again, but you'll be glad you walked through that fire. I can testify that that's true. Can I get a witness today? Today's scripture references James 5, 10, verse, uh, 10 and 11, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and James 1, 13 through 15. Now the prayer starter. I need all the wisdom I can get. So I will embrace the journey, including the fiery trials, and seek to learn valuable lessons along the way. Please speak to my heart when I'm in the fire. Please whisper your truths in my ear when I'm in the valley. Give me an enduring heart. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we lift up your name today because you're still the God in the trial. You're still the God in the storm. You're still the God of the persecution. You're still the God when we face loss. You are our God. And for that reason, because you're our God, because you claimed us, because you loved us first, giving us the opportunity to love you, because you translated us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of your dear son, your only begotten son, who sacrificed his life for us, because you are our God, we will yet praise you. Because you are our God, we will give you glory. We're not going to let the rocks cry out on our behalf. We will give you glory with our mouth, our heart, our lives, everything about us. We want to give you glory. We want to bring glory to your name, Jesus. For you are high and lifted up. Your train fills the temple. You are sovereign. You are the God of providence. Nothing gets by you. And you work all things together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purposes. And we say, that's us, God. We love you. We pledge our allegiance to you, God, wholeheartedly, holding nothing back. We just want what you want for our lives, for our families, for our cities. For our nations, we submit ourselves to your leadership because your leadership is the best leadership. Your leadership is a holy leadership. It's not corrupted. Your leadership <laughs> is a perfect leadership. You never make mistakes. Your leadership is a wise leadership, a discerning leadership, a leadership 
that already has it all worked out before it ever happens, before the problem arises, a leadership that sees the solved solution before the problem ever manifested. Your leadership is the best leadership, and we love you. We thank you. We praise you. Thank you, God, for bringing us into your family, giving us that measure of faith, drawing us by your Holy Spirit to your Son, giving us that opportunity to hear your gospel so that we might be saved. We thank you, Lord, because we are your children. We're your family. We are your sons. We're your daughters. Help us, Lord, to posture our hearts in such a way that our speech glorifies you. Help us, Lord, to posture ourselves in such a way that our actions bring glory to your name. Help us, Lord, to posture our hearts in such a way that we are well-pleasing in your sight, walking worthy of our vocation, pressing into our highest calling. No, we don't have time to waste. And our times are in your hands, and we don't want to be poor stewards of our time, of our lives, of the things you've called us to put our hands to. We've got to keep our hands at the plow, even when things around us look discouraging. So help us. Help us keep our hand to the plow in the trial. It can be so hard, God, it can be so hard, God, it can be so hard, God, to keep our hand in that cloud. When all hell seems to be breaking loose against us, when people seem to be turning their backs on us, when we don't understand which way to go, where to look, it can be hard, God, in the midst of the trial to keep your hand on the, keep our hand on the plow. But just as you are able to make a stand, I know you are able to steady our hand. Just as you are able to make a stand, I know that you are able to steady our hand. Just as you are able to make a stand, I know that you are able to steady our hand, to help us to keep our hands steady on the plow that you have assigned to us. And although we hit difficult spots in life, your strength will help us plow through. Although we face the trials that tempt us to give up and quit, your strength, the power that raised Christ from the dead, dwelling on the inside of us, will propel us forward through every difficult situation. We can depend on you. We can rely on you. You're not called the Most High God for no reason. You're the Most High God because you're the Most High God. You're above every other God. All the false gods, all the idols, all the self-will. You reign and rule. You are above it all. And we celebrate you today. We exalt you. We choose to exalt you. You're exalted. Whether we exalt you or not, but we choose to exalt you. You are seated high above the circle of the earth. You are sovereign. We can trust you, so we're going to trust you. We pledge our trust to you right now. Not just our allegiance, but our trust. Father, we put our faith in anything other than you, anyone other than you. Show us so we can make that adjustment that brings the peace back to our hearts. If we have put our trust in anyone but you, in anything but you, God, show us. Reveal that to us so that we can choose to realign our values, our hope, our faith, to put it back into place where it belongs. God, we don't want to trust in our own strength. That's not going to get us very far. Apart from you, we can't do anything. We don't want to put our faith in a system, in a job, in a government. 
We want to put our faith and keep it strongly, firmly in you. Unshakable, immovable faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, creating the heavens and the earth. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, creating a reality that we can walk in that supersedes what the natural realm wants us to believe. Father, help us to continue to believe, not to waver between two opinions, not to continue to be double-minded in certain areas of our life. We have strong faith that in certain areas of our life, we're wishy-washy. Certain areas of our life, we're double-minded. Certain areas of our life, we don't believe. We've got unbelief. We've got doubt. And it's manifesting. Jesus, would you help us to even out the kinks? Why we have so many bumps in the road? Sometimes one of those bumps is our own unbelief. Sometimes one of those potholes is a thing called fear. Sometimes those detours are caused by a lack of perfect faith in the one who is leading and guiding us, an unwillingness to trust and follow when we can't see the next step. Jesus, would you help us today? We need you. We need you. On this path of life, on this journey of hope, we need you. We need more of your influence, more of your leadership, more of your wisdom. We need more of everything you have to offer. God, we don't even know what we need sometimes, but we know you got it. We don't even know what we need sometimes. We don't know how to pray as we ought, but we know you've got it. Lord, we know that you've got what we need. You're the all-sufficient God. You created all things, and we know that whatever it is we need, you've got it. And we know that whatever it is we need, you want to give it to us, the things that we really need. You want to give it to us. You might not give us everything that we want, but we know that what we need in the moment, what we require to keep on pressing, what we must have, in order to accomplish your will, we know you've got it, and we know you want us to have it, and sometimes we don't even know what to ask for. We don't want to pray as we ought. Thanks be to God that you've given us your Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of us, for when we do not know how to pray as we ought, the Holy Spirit himself grows within us, prays with us, helps us to lift up that perfect prayer that you can answer because it's your will. Father, help us, inform us, enlighten our prayer lives. We want to be informed intercessors. We want to be articulate spiritual warriors. We want to be discerning. We want to understand. We're right going to pray in any given situation. We don't want to pray witchcraft. We don't want to pray our will. You're not going to answer that. Help us to look at our at our at our prayers and put them before you again under a different light. Did we pray the right prayer? Help us, Lord, to be willing to look at how we're praying and let you show us if we're not praying rightly. We're praying our will be done instead of your will be done. Would you expose that to our hearts so we can stop wasting time and delaying the breakthrough promises that you have already laid out in heaven for us? Lord, if we're wanting the wrong things, if we're focused on the wrong things, if we're praying the wrong things, show us in your mercy. If we've got wrong motives, if we've got wrong agendas, if we've got wrong ambitions, 
which are leading us to pray the wrong way and behave the wrong way. Lord, in your mercy, would you show us? Would you show us? Would you teach us? Would you help us? We know that you will. And when we posture our heart in such a way that it is to receive an answer to that prayer, we open our hearts wide to you. And we say, Lord, we are willing to receive your correction. We are willing to see things about ourselves that we don't like to see, we don't want to see. We didn't know they were there. We weren't aware of our shortcoming. All have fallen short of the glory of God. So clearly there's something that needs to be corrected. And God, in your mercy, in your time, and in your way, would you help us over this hump that we face? I just saw that in the spirit, so many of you, it's like there's just big humps. It's bigger than a speed bump, but smaller than a mountain. I said it's bigger than a speed bump, but smaller than a mountain. And you know if you begin to run too fast, or rather drive your car too fast over a speed bump, it'll damage your car. And too many believers are trying to drive too fast without knowing the perfect will of the Lord. And sometimes the enemy will put a speed bump in the way to cause damage to your life. But what I saw in the spirit was smaller than a mountain and bigger than a speed bump. It's like a hump, like a mound. And in reality, you can probably climb over it because it's not as big as a mountain. Wouldn't take you that long to get over it, but are you supposed to get over it? Or is God putting an obstacle in your path to stop you from going in a direction that he doesn't want you to go because he loves you so much he doesn't want you to fall into a trap that you can't see? It's the still small voice of the Lord trying to warn us many times of danger that's impending that we cannot see because we have our hearts so set on a thing that we are just full speed ahead. Full speed ahead. Full speed ahead. Sometimes we don't discern the will of the Lord and we think it's enemy opposition trying to hold us back from God's promise when it's really God's sovereignty, God's providence, God's protection. Put some small obstacle there to get our attention so Father, would you, in your mercy, remind us? Would you remind us when we hit those obstacles to consult with you and ask you if that obstacle is from the enemy or if you, in your kindness, put an obstacle up to get our attention to show us that we're going the wrong way? Would you help us to remember to acknowledge you in all of our ways so that you can direct our paths? Would you help us to stop having such a demon spiritual warfare mindset that we think everything that goes wrong is the enemy when sometimes it's really your hand trying to guard us from what will be the enemy? Lord, you are so good and you are so gracious more than we could ever imagine. Whatever revelation we have of your love, whatever revelation we have of your goodness, whatever revelation we have of your mercy, whatever revelation we have of your grace, <laughs> we haven't scratched the surface of the glory of who you are. There's so much more. We're so blessed because we know there's more. 
We know we don't have it all together, God. We know that we don't know how to pray as we ought. We know that we just, our work's in progress, but yet your word calls us a masterpiece. So yeah, our work's in progress. We're being conformed to the image of Christ. Our minds are being transformed. We're works in progress, but when you look at us through the eyes of love, you see a masterpiece. And so we thank you, Lord, for your grace, your kindness, your joy, peace that you give us. We're so grateful that your leadership is so perfect and holy. And even when it doesn't make sense to our mind, we can still trust it. Even in the midst of a trial, we can still trust your leadership. Even in the midst of the fire, we can trust your leadership. You said when you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. When you walk through the waters, you won't be overtaken. We can trust that. We can't trust the media. We can't trust the world. Sometimes we can't even trust ourselves. If we're honest, our unrenewed mind has an opinion. Our flesh has an opinion. Our memories have an opinion. Our biases, that's a whole other story. But God, you are not opinionated or biased. You are perfect and holy. We can trust you. We can trust you. We can trust in you, and so we do. We repent for trusting in ourselves, trusting in world systems, trusting in economies, trusting in medical doctors at the expense of trusting in you. Putting these other things of the world and these philosophies of the age before your word. But we thank you, Lord, that today you strengthened us and you are going to continue to strengthen us because even though we feel too weak to keep our hands in the plow, you're able to steady our hand. You are able to make us stand. And we celebrate who you are because your love is unconditional and your love is unending and nothing shall separate us from your love, not peril or famine or nakedness or sword or persecution. Nothing can separate us from your love. We are secure in your love. We're so grateful. Come on, this is good news. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. We're so grateful that we are resting securely in your love. We are resting securely in your kingdom, your unshakable, immovable kingdom. No matter what is going on in our life, no matter what is going on in the nations, does it move you from your place of sovereignty? And it doesn't change our destiny. So our hearts are encouraged today, God. Our hearts are encouraged today because of who you are and who you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, we're not done praying. I read the scripture and I thought, what an appropriate time for this particular revelation and this particular prayer. I mean, you could pray this any time and it would be true, surely. But right now at this moment in history, what a great time to focus on this particular topic, this particular text. In Psalm 140, verse 3, the Bible says, speaking of enemies of righteousness, they make their tongues as sharp as serpents. (laughs) The New Living Translation says, their tongues sting like a snake. Come on, can anybody relate? We've got a lot of stinging tongues out there right now. 
don't we? They sharpen their tongues like snakes. I believe some of these people are inspired by demons. It's beyond the flesh. I believe some of these people out here that are being so obnoxiously nasty, it's the enemy putting these words in their mouth. Remember Judas? The Bible says Satan entered his heart. If Satan can enter Judas's heart, certainly the enemy can influence our tongue. Is that fair? I said, if Satan can, Satan himself can enter Judas's heart, is it not fair to conclude that the enemy can influence our tongue? That the enemy can sharpen our tongue in a way that is not pleasing to God? Sharp tongues are good when they're cutting through the enemy's plans, but sharp tongues are not good when they're cutting up other believers or any person at all. English Standard Version says they make their tongue sharp as a serpent's. They make their tongue as sharp as a serpent's. That's pretty sharp. They sharpen their tongues like snakes. They make their tongues as sharp as a snake bite. Listen, contemporary English version says, their words bite deep like the poisonous fangs of a snake. Now, I know that some of you aren't aware of some spiritual warfare tactics, but these tongues that are... Stinging like snakes, the sting that you're feeling, beloved, the sting that you're feeling is witchcraft, which is the power of the enemy. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Witchcraft is the power of the enemy. And these binding tongues, that's, uh, these tongues that sting that we're going to bind, they're releasing witchcraft. Their poison is witchcraft. They sharpen their tongues like a serpent. Passion Translation says they are known for their sharp rhetoric of poisonous, hateful words. So, Father, we thank you today. And, Lord, first of all, we repent if we have allowed the enemy to sharpen our tongue so we could sting another person. We want to first look at ourselves. You cannot go into warfare without repentance. That's been my one of my greatest concerns at this hour is so many in the body of Christ Warring, warring, warring against all these things you see in the media, but yet they're impure because they're acting just like those who may, with whom they disagree. And without repentance, we don't stand a chance in warfare. Our authority only works when we're when our heart is in line with the word of God and the spirit of God. That means there can't be strife or hate or argumentative spirits there. So, Father, forgive us if we have sharpened our tongues or allowed the enemy to sharpen our tongues to sting other believers or unbelievers. We ask you to forgive us. We ask you to cleanse our tongues, that little member that sets the course of our life on hell, conjures up fires that are not of God. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Help us not to clap back. Help us not to <laughs> engage in the strife, it's a bait of Satan to steal our authority. Would you see that? The, de the devil hanged all this bait out there. See if you'll bite down on it. Quick as you do, you've lost your authority until you repent. So thank you, Lord. We receive your forgiveness in Jesus' name. And now we bind. Come on. We bind. Hey, hey. Shiki teravasha. We bind tongues that sting like snakes. We take authority over every demonic assignment to release witchcraft over our lives that confuses our mind, 
Father, help us to see the bait of Satan and take authority over it instead of falling into the trap time and time again. Help us, Lord. Give us the wisdom to see the enemies of our authority so that we can consistently be three steps ahead of the enemy of our soul so that we can see the plots and plans and bind them up before they ever have a chance to manifest in our lives. We bind tongues that sting like snakes in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bind every demonic tongue that stings like a snake. In the name of Jesus, they make their tongues as sharp as serpents. We bind those tongues in Jesus' name. Their tongues sting like a snake, like a snake. We bind those tongues in Jesus' name. They make their tongues as sharp as a snake's bite. We bind those tongues in Jesus' name. And that will be our response. That will be our heart posture. When these tongues rise up against us, they will only be shown to be in the wrong. The Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but every tongue that rises up against you shall be condemned. Guess what? You can only condemn the tongue. When your tongue doesn't act like the tongue that's condemning you. So we take authority over these demonic tongues and we bind them up before they even manifest so that we don't even have to enter into that temptation to answer back. We bind these tongues that sting. We bind them ahead of time. We make a preemptive strike. We make a preemptive strike against these tongues that sting. We take authority over them and we bind them up so that they never even manifest so that we never even have to enter into that temptation. But Lord, if they do, if we're blindsided by a tongue that stings, if we're blindsided, if we didn't see it coming and the tongue comes and starts to sting with these words of hatred and accusation and God help us to walk as peacemakers and not to fall for the enemy bait that steals our authority until we repent. We've got enough stuff to repent for. We don't need 15 more things. We want to walk in a lifestyle of repentance that's quick to see the enemy trap because of sensitivity to your spirit. So we take authority over all these tongues now in Jesus' name. And I decree in the name of Jesus, a discernment is rising in you even now that you will see the trap and the results, the consequences of falling into that trap and that your ability to see what the enemy is trying to do will cause such a righteous indignation to rise up in you that you will break and bind the power of the enemy that's trying to infiltrate your life before it ever even has a chance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on. Isn't God good? He's given you authority over all the power of the devil. That's what he's given you. He's given you authority over all the power of the devil. But guess what? Don't give the devil your authority. In other words, don't let him diminish your authority in the spirit because in the words of your mouth, they're not holy and acceptable and pleasing to the Lord. We got it today. We got a key. We're going to do, we're going to do this. Amen. Those weapons, those words that were formed against you, they're not going to prosper because you're not going to let them prosper because you're not going to clap back because you're not going to be like them. You're going to walk in holiness. You're going to walk in, in such freedom and such joy and the world around you might be, angry and mad and accusatory, but you're going to be walking in blessing and love and hope and joy because you've got the key. You understand. You can see the bait of Satan. 
You can see the trap of the enemy. You're not going to fall into that. You're too smart for that. You're too wise for that. The wisdom of God is all over you. You see it. You're discerning. You've got this. You may have fallen into it in the past. You may have fallen into it yesterday, but you're not going to fall into it today. No more, because you see it now. You see it now. Amen. You see it now. You see it now. You're walking in humility. You're walking in love. You're not walking in all this strife. You're not going to be tempted to do that anymore. Your spirit is stronger than your flesh. Your flesh may be weak at times, but the Holy Spirit in you is way stronger. You're going to yield to him. You're going to yield to him. You're going to do things. You're going to do things his way. You're going to fight God's way, which sometimes means just being quiet. You've got it. You've got this. You're coming up higher. You're going to walk in a lifestyle of repentance that's quick to, to quick to ask the Lord to forgive you whenever something has gone wrong, whenever you've missed the mark. Whatever happens, God's still in control, and you're not going to be moved by what you see with your natural eyes, but you're going to press into the Spirit of God. You're going to get his perspective on things. You're not going to listen anymore to what the devil says and what the news says and what all these conflicting Christian voices say. The body of Christ is in such a disagreement right now, we can't even get it together, but you're not going to be part of that strife. You're going to sit and, and wait on God. You're going to hear his voice. You're going to do what he says. Amen. You're not going to fall for that anymore. Let the rest of the people in the body of Christ duke it out, be as nasty as they want to be. You stay holy before God. That's what you're going to do. You're going to stay in the peace of God that passes all understanding. You're going to come out of this cycle, this season, this plague with more authority, more peace, more joy, because you did things God's way. Amen. There's increase coming to your life because you chose the path of heaven. Because you refuse to get involved in petty discussions and heated, heated discussions. You're not going to be a part of that. Blessed are the peacemakers. You've got this. I'm telling you, I'm encouraged for you. I am encouraged for you. I am encouraged for you. I see, I see the outcome God wants for you. It's increase all around. It's joy and peace. It's more authority, more prosperity. That's his plan for you. Doesn't mean we won't ever face any trials, but even in the midst of the trial, he's with you. He'll speak to you. He'll give you his perspective. Don't you dare let the enemy get, get one up on you. I know that you won't. I know that you won't. Not after today. Your perspective shift. You saw some things. Some things were broken off of you. Amen. Some things shifted in your life. You might not see them yet, but I'm telling you the truth. God is good. If this broadcast is helping you and blessing your life, giving you keys to walking in victory, consider sowing a one-time seed or becoming a partner. You can do that at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can also use the Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign I am Jennifer LeClaire. Text the word PRAY to 754-701-2161. You can use PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. And the P.O. Box, P.O. Box 305-63, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 
three. Amen. You want to mail something there, a book, a money order, a testimony, a letter. You can mail it if you're one that likes to mail things. Everything is so much digital these days, right? Amen. God is good. All right, guys, I'm going to go. I love you guys. I'll see you on later today. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.